Hello and welcome to the I'm Walking Here podcast. Come and listen to some idiots talk about sports and give their takes for a while. Welcome to another episode of I'm Walking Here. I'm your resident master, as always, Ian Cusick. Joined by my good friend, as always, the New Yorker, Bryce Olds. How are you doing tonight, Bryce? Doing pretty good. Uh, you'll be hearing us on Sunday. Um, yes, indeed. Yeah, you'll already know what's come out. So, hope you like that uh, that project we put together. Uh, blood, sweat, and tears went into that. I don't know about blood or sweat, but sometimes tears. Um Specifically for me, not really me, um, but yeah, I'm glad that uh, we got that out. Yeah, that was um, it was a lot of fun looking back on uh, everything from the um, first year of this, and uh, we'll, we'll go ahead. Hmm? <laughs> um. Listen. So, yeah. Well, I, if I yeah, had to yeah, um, gauge one thing uh, from going back, because we did it in parts, so I I did the first um first twenty five episodes, and you did twenty six to forty nine. Um, if there was one thing I gauged right. from listening back to those episodes, um, we ain't that smart. <laughs> and like Nichols are uh, both of us. <laughs> yeah, we uh not the smartest. But you know what? You still yeah, come back every yeah. week, so you must not care. Anyway, let's let's get into the episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so um this is like gonna be almost entirely. Well it's gonna be, yeah. Because up until like earlier up until earlier today, this episode planned was entirely football, and it's not going to be so much in terms of like what's going on currently. There are a couple of stories we're going to talk about later on, but uh, today we're just going to do something that we did actually yeah, way back in we're like, very, um, episode three. This time, this this time of year for sports episode isn't um, three, so exactly populated, so we got a kind of go. B- and seeing that we've already ba- beaten baseball to death, we kind of got to no, yeah, yeah, get creative pretty and much. recycle old content from 50 episodes ago. <laughs> so um, we're going to be doing our top fives for this season. Oh, the skill positions. Some offensive positions. Um, just like the skill positions. So sorry for all the uh, offensive linemen enthusiasts. Um, uh, none of that. Because I'm sure most of our audience would love to hear us talk about who the best yeah. left guard is in the league. But, um, yeah. Nah, alright, so, uh, yeah. quarterbacks. You wanna just start why, don't with we, why don't we start with yours? You want to do your top five, or my top five, or how do you want to do this? That, right, we can start it's up to you. Um, do so whatever you want. Should we start from number five, or number one, or... Uh... You know what? I'll just go. I'll just start from the top because it's. Oh yeah, by far. Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the National Football League right now. Just, 
just watch um, the games. I mean, take me to tell you that it's brutal. Yeah, obvious. he's unbelievable. <laughs> just watch watch a drive of Patrick Mahomes. He really does. He does things that shouldn't be possible. I was I was playing Madden earlier today, and I was using Tom Brady. And it's like is it like is it like Madden sixteen where every receiver was Odell Beckham because thing. Odell Beckham was on the cover? That's gross. Um, sort of, but not exactly. It's more like some of the quarterbacks, like the higher end quarterbacks, they can do like the no look passes and stuff like that, and um, the crossbody throws that Mahomes does. But no, Brady doesn't do that. Rodgers might do that on occasion, but no one else is doing that but Mahomes consistently. So, yeah, no, Mahomes far and away the best. He's definitely on track right now. There's a reason why he was MVP last season. There's a reason why he's probably going to win MVP this season. Um, I mean, everything after yeah, one is no kind of up for debate, really. So, so who's two? Uh, yeah, I, I think Drew Brees, so. okay. Uh, two, I got Drew Brees this season. I mean, he's, he had a great, great season last year. He set the NFL single season completion percentage record at 74.4%, which is absolutely ridiculous considering the yeah. season before that, he set the same record. I don't remember what the number was for that. But I think that, you know... You got Michael Thomas coming back on a fat extension. Uh, the team is hungry. He's going to be hungry. He wants to win another ring. They had a chance to last year. Got um, because of a bad. Well, call. I told you about it. I think when we were talking earlier. Firing, I think Drew Brees how it's a self fulfilling prophecy that they have to get their heart broken in the Super Bowl because they've gotten their heart broken every other round so far. So they got to get their. So they got to. They gotta lose the Super Bowl this year so it can be self fulfilling, and then they can win in twenty twenty one. Yeah, so um, I think you actually that would be that game. would be cool. I don't know if this was like this wasn't quite your official prediction. But um, that'd be funny how Drew Brees go up against yeah. a different that franchise Colts cool. quarterback this time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hopefully, one that uh, you know they manage a little bit better. But we'll get to we'll get to Andrew Luck a little Who bit. He had it three. That's that's just uh, it's a bad situation. It doesn't need it. Don't need an explanation. Uh, three for this season. I got Tom Brady. Um. So there's a. It doesn't need much explanation, but uh, I know he lost. No, his left tackle too. But I like how I like how the Patriots offense is looking this season. Yeah, but it's looking like Isaiah Wynn's gonna be back hundred percent healthy. Hopefully that means he'll be the guy that we traded Brandon Cooks for and not the guy that spent the entire season on IR last year. Hopefully Wynn comes back good. I know there's this other guy, Dan Skipper, that they've been working with. He might wind up being the backup and he's been looking pretty good in uh preseason too. So I'm not too concerned if Win doesn't work out. Obviously, I'd love to see Win on the field because there are a lot of guys at 22 that we could have taken. So, if he doesn't pan out, I'm gonna be really upset. Um, um 
I don't yeah, know. This is com- Tom Brady. I mean, what else do I really need to say? This is this is coming from the guy that was excited about the Danny Etling experiment. So I I ain't too interested. Yeah, one game. I had a good maybe. time with Danny. I had a good time with the Danny Etling experience. Who's for uh, then? He had, he had last preseason. Last preseason too was fun. Who's for? Uh, that's going to be Aaron Rodgers, and it's a question because Rodgers yeah. has been hurt the last two years, and so they got rid of Mike McCarthy, but then they bring in Matt LaFleur, the offensive coordinator of the known offensive powerhouse Tennessee Titans, who uh, I really did not <laughs> storm their way into the playoffs last year with that potent you, offense. You, it's... Uh, that's all sarcasm, by the way. That I don't, I'm not a fan of the LaFleur signing. I'm a fan of them getting a head um... coach. But so you're really gonna answer. You're basing the Titans. You're basing Lafleur's potential off of. Well, that's a hundred percent. I know that's part of because of like Mariota hundred of a quarterback. I know that Rodgers is eons ahead of Mariota. Aaron Rodgers is not. He's got a much better offense. Marcus Mariota per sources, but he's got a much better offense. Sorry, Bryce. You, you know you go. He does have a much better offense, and maybe you know maybe I have to give it a chance. I just Ooh. I don't think I was much of a fan of the Lafleur signing. I think that they could have gone in a different direction. I mean I don't know any specific coaches, I, but I mean I, I think know. you have to be able to do better than the offensive coordinator for the Titans. I mean Mike McCarthy had to go because that was yeah. clearly not working. I'm just not 100 percent sure that Lafleur was the answer, but. As for Rodgers, I mean, he's going to be coming back from injury. I think if if I'm wrong about this LaFleur signing and it's just the fact that he had nothing to work with in Tennessee. Rodgers, the Rogers signing's fine. You're basing it off things that are so. ridiculous. Um, well, you're basing it off of you don't want to see Rodgers succeed. Maybe That's, that's kind of where it's coming from. That's not what. No, I'm not. No, it has nothing like, to do with seeing Rodgers succeed or not, based on how I feel about Matt Lafleur. I think there were better. Options so you can't give me a name, so why even say that? Wrong, and Lafleur was a. Good, I don't know the speci- I don't know specific names. Some. So are you suggesting? That I'm that saying that the best option. If you're saying case, there's better people, better I would. If you're gonna come there. here and say there's. If you're so sure, you could name I'm, at least I'm just one. Saying, I'm coach. sure that there's there was someone better than Matt Lafleur they could have gone after. At least one. If you're gonna say you're so sure there's someone better, name name a person. No, that's the whole point. You see, that's that's beside the point, Bryce. It's it beside is. the point. The whole that point. I can't really think of anyone that they could. No, it's really not. Literally, I just don't think Matt Lef- No, it's not. It's not the point. You know, just... we're, we're getting crazy off topic right now with this. It's at the end of the day, though. Like it's Rogers. You know who Rogers is. You know what Rogers does. He's 
he'll work with what he's got. I just hope that dude won a Super Bowl with McCarthy. I don't think it matters who his head coach is. Back when McCarthy, back when like you know McCarthy was actually like doing shit, you know. I mean, I'm I'm gonna say that 2010 McCarthy was a lot better than 2017 or 2018 McCarthy. I don't. It's kind of the same because he never really changed anything up. So. All right, who's five? Yeah, okay. In a, in a league where you got to be able to change things up, that's different. My number five is Russell Wilson. Um, it's Russell Wilson. You know, you know what Russell Wilson does. He barely has an offensive line. He barely has an offense around him, but he still manages to pull magic out of his ass. All right. So, yeah, Russell Wilson. Number well, five. obviously Mahomes and Breeze are one and two. What's your number five? What's your top five? Respectively, Mahomes one, Breeze two. Um, there's really no need. I think you could, we could easily figure it out why that's the case. Um, number three. In terms of how I think their seasons are gonna go, is that how we're basing this? Um, I got Rodgers at three. I think he's going to have the uh, better yeah, year. I, I like what he's got around him. I think that head coaching hire is good. He he likes that guy. And it's really about getting someone Rodgers likes. He didn't like or trust McCarthy. He seems to like and trust this guy. Well, you see, all right, I understand what you mean with that. And the liking aspect can be a good thing as long as like he doesn't get like as long as the coach doesn't get like complacent and let Rodgers just like I don't know if Rodgers necessarily does this but you know you remember those stories about like how Rodgers would change yeah. call even though like that goes know, to the liking I'm just hoping that like he doesn't let Rodgers I you know, maybe that's part of it. Maybe Mc- I don't know if there was like a thing going on where like McCarthy was calling plays that Rodgers didn't like, so Rodgers would call that. But like, I would think that a coach would just call the right calls, and like the quarterback, unless he saw something at the line of scrimmage to change it. I hope that would be it. Not oh, just he didn't like McCarthy. Didn't like that call, so, if that makes any sense. Yeah, that was the most. Yeah, he didn't like McCarthy, the, so he was changing yeah, the calls to the line. That's that's McCarthy. what's come out. I think in terms of the seasons, I like what the Packers have done, and I think um, they're going to – Rodgers is going to have a good good year. He's had – he hasn't necessarily had a bad year. It's just (laughs) – yeah, it's it's just tough. Four, I guess I'll put Brady. I don't really have a reason to. I don't think he's going to be anything off the wall, but – I'll just put him there. Uh, and number five is going to be Russell Wilson, although I should probably put him higher. He does deserve it. Dude's unbelievable. Um, he has been ever since he's gotten a starting job in Seattle. He's done nothing but impress and succeed, and he's going to keep doing it. He's just an amazing player. All right, so on to the running backs now. And this things get a little more interesting here. 
Um, so I want to hear your thoughts about running backs because I already um, know who well, your top spot is. Barkley's number one for me. I want to hear like everyone else. Um, and honestly, you could scream Homer at me, but I'm not much of a Homer. I haven't really been that way. I just genuinely think he's the best back in the league. Yeah, I mean, if you've listened to if you've listened to Bryce, he he will take any. Um, I just genuinely think he's the best back in the league. I don't think calling you a already is very accurate. The kid wants to be Bernie Sanders, and he's <laughs> Bernie San. Yeah. Two year. We'll put it in. Put it in the two year. Yesterday, at the time of year, in the. The kid wants to be Bernie there. Sanders. Who doesn't want to be Bernie first, Sanders? First you know. <laughs> anyway, yeah, the, you know what I was trying to say. Um, he's a great back. Um, when you look back at his career, it's probably going to be pretty tragic because he'll probably never win a ring with this useless ass franchise. But he's going to be great. Yep, he'll just he's going to be just like him. So then he'll he's gonna be just talented. like him. Um, but yes, I do. I do think talent-wise, exactly. best back in the league, hundred percent. The like his everyone's, yeah, like the, he's like a mix. Like because Kamara is a great pass catcher, but running he's. Eh. And then you got a player like Zeke, whose pass catching is eh, but his running's great. And Barkley's kind of like if you mash them together, and that's what you get. Well, he already, he already is like that. He's gonna have to be. He like is that like that already. He was the last year. This team's gonna have this year. Well, yeah, I mean, but now he has um, to be more because literally he's the only guy. He's the only guy now. I mean, you can take Sterling Shepard. Yeah, it's gonna be Saquon. But... It's gonna be a pretty big uh, this offense is gonna usage year for him. Uh, number two, uh, maybe. Yeah, so we're gonna sell tickets. Yards, but, um, um, number two, I got Todd Gurley. Um, dude's an animal. Like when you when you look at the running backs we have in this league, and you you look at all of them, and you 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 think to yourself, who's gonna really be like who's going who who are you gonna see greatness out of when they're done? And it's Barkley and Gurley, really. I think when we look back. At their careers, Barkley and Gurley are going to be up there for, you know, like in, you know, top 10, 15, maybe higher running backs of all time. These guys are incredible. Uh, number three, I got Zeke. I don't know if he's going to be playing this year, but that didn't stop me from putting Le'Veon at one last year. Um, He's still a good back. Yeah, and that one turned out well. I would say um, definitely look out for Zeke if he plays. Is that he's a he's a beast? He really is. Much as I hate the Cowboys, he is a beast. Uh, number four, man. Oh yeah, absolutely. I gotta put Kamara at four. I think um. He is, he's just, he's, I think he's the best pass catching back in the NFL. Um, uh, 
yeah, I mean, there's like one. I think him, it's, Barkley, it's McCaffrey, him, top and I'd say Christian three. McCaffrey's the best. I put Kamara above them all, though. He, he is amazing. Kamara's a great back. Definitely put him at four. Number five, you could put a lot of people at this position, you know? Uh, I meant good running backs, Ian. Get, well, yes, there's plenty of other running backs. Get smart with me. So. You get smart me. All right. Yeah. Um, I, I know. Number five. <laughs> I'm about to I, I'll give it to Christian McCaffrey, man. He had a great year last year. Um, I got to say, McCaffrey really impressed me, and I think you could really consider him a top five back in the league. I don't think I'm really forgetting anybody, so I wouldn't consider David Johnson top five anymore. I wouldn't Melvin Gordon. Uh, you could maybe argue, um, depending on his year, Derrick Henry could um, maybe sneak in up there. He's a great back, but I would put Christian McCaffrey at five. Derrick Henry, I mean, yeah, he's. So Bart Barkley, he's definitely uh, yeah, yeah Barkley, someone uh, Barkley, Gurley, Zeke, Kamara, McCaffrey would be my top five. So what's yours? Okay, yeah, uh, my my list is actually kind of different. It's got the same guys for the most part, but um, it's got one guy that I'm expecting to have a huge year this year. But I'll get to that in a sec. So my number one is Barkley. Uh, you summed it up perfectly. Over Gurley? So I'll just leave it at that. Uh, I got Zeke at my number as my number two. Um, it, you'll you'll see. All right. So Zeke, if he plays, because obviously you know contract negotiations and whatnot have been a uh, of that. Zeke is just an expl- is such an explosive runner that like. Teams just have so many teams. You have to game plan like directly for him. I understand Gurley's the same way, but Zeke is the lifeblood <laughs> of that Dallas Cowboys offense, and it's just it's insane okay. how how much of an impact Zeke has on the game like that. Oh, well, it's still true. And even if he, if he doesn't year, play, obviously if he doesn't play this year. This is gonna look. But Gurley, Gurley, Gurley has the same impact. Yeah, but um. Yeah, but the whole thing is like I don't think Gurley's gonna have as much of a as big of a year because Gurley's got so many pieces around him. Like he got Brandon Cooks, got Cooper Cup coming back. Um, what's that? Other, what's that other guy's name? I for, I forgot what their tight end's name was, but he's pretty decent. I know that uh, when it comes to the running game, obviously Gurley's gonna be the only real option. But I think in the passing game, there's gonna be so many options that like it, it's gonna be impossible for teams to like. It's going to be a pick-your-poison type of thing, and I feel like most of the time they're going to be trying to shut down Jared Goff and the passing options. So that's going to, well, that's going to allow Gurley to run free for the most part, but I feel like at the same time they're still going to try to force the offense with the passing game because I feel like that is a pass-first offense. Really, no one. Aside from Amari Cooper, who do the Cowboys have for pat receiving options? Exactly. And, I mean, Amari Cooper, yeah, he had a nice little revival with Dallas this past season. And I think he's still gonna have a really good season this season. Um, I think that's what I think Zeke's gonna be getting most of the carries. I think he's gonna have a huge impact. Saying for the I, it's not a bad take. Um, 
but I just think Gurley is just more he's just a level above. That's just how I see it. Zeke is great. I just think Gurley is one step above. All right. So obviously Gurley's my number three. Yeah, who's four though? <laughs> he's still insane. Um, my Nick four, Chubb. My number four is Nick Chubb. And this might seem a little early. I'm very high on Nick Chubb coming into this season because he's obviously the big names is going to be Baker Mayfield to Odell Beckham. Um, that Nick Chubb was like, I believe he was a top 10 in rushing yards this year. And that was without Odell. So I think he's going to open up. This offense is going to be opened up so much. I think Nick Chubb's just uh, gonna Nick Chubb. And Kareem Hunt's not going to be back till what, week nine? And they just got rid of Duke Johnson. So Nick Chubb is just going to be getting lots and lots of carries. And lots, That's lots a lot of, of faith in Um, Who's five crazy then? Year, I bet. Uh, my number five, there's two Ooh. here because... Alright, so my original number five is Melvin. Why Gordon. would you even... But no, no, no. Why would you even have him there? That he's going to be even if he was game? playing. Wait, he is good. Wait, he's definitely wait. top ten. But you're gonna, you're gonna leave out Kamara and McCaffrey I'm not sure for Melvin Gordon and Nick Chubb. I'm not. Kamara's Kamara's my. You think Gordon is Kamara better than Kamara? Is my, is my fringe number five if Gordon's not playing this year? <sighs> Come on, man. I think overall, yes. But, I mean, it's not like there's a crazy big difference. Why is Nick Chubb four? It's the number five spot. You could easily interchange. Why is – I mean, I didn't put Le'Veon in my top five either, but he'd be six. I'm very – He'd be six for me, but – Because I'm not – I'm not – I'm not just – I'm just not crazy about Le'Veon this season. I just didn't really invest in an offensive line. Melvin Gordon and Nick Chubb over Kamara is just that's not okay. It's it's not. That's not okay. That's bad. That's up there with. That's that is not good. Ian Kamara is Kamara is a beast. How can you look, man? I'm. But he's not top five to you. I'm not saying he's not a beast. He's easily a top Come running back on. in the NFL. You don't think he's going to have a top five running back season in the five, NFL man. this year? We're talking about our top five for this season. You you think Melvin Gordon? Melvin Gordon can maybe outrush him. But in the passing game, there is not even close to a comparison. Like, not even a little bit. I mean, it's not even close. And Kamara, he ain't no scrub on the ground. He can run the ball. There's no way. There ain't no Melvin Gordon. I mean, I know he might not even play, but he is good. I understand that he's definitely top ten, probably closer to top five than top ten. But over Kamara and Nick Chubb over Kamara. You tell you you I'm, tell me how Sonny was better. I'm super high on Nick Chubb this year. 
I did know that. I'm just making you look dumb. That was that was me being a fucking homer. All right, I you, you should have known that. All right, receivers. <laughs> uh, you start because I started those. All right, that's not a bad number one. Honestly, that right. is not so bad. So my number one is going to be DeAndre Hopkins. Mm. Uh, my number two is Julio. Which, I, know, I mean, I have a hard time. I have a hard time seeing how uh, you could really argue Julio not being. Yeah, I mean, we're. Uh, I, you know, I'll I'll just do my list. We'll figure out. Okay, Julio, if that's really. All right, my number he's three is gonna Thomas. play. My number four is A B. If he's playing, because we'll get to A. I know he's gonna play, but who knows what the you think going on with AB right now? Michael Thomas is better than Antonio Brown. I'm assuming he is gonna play, so I'll, he'll be my number four right now. I mean, it, you got all right. So think about this: you got the Raiders. Is that offense, how we're judging offense. it here? Because I I don't th- think I need to tell you that it, that guess. he's got a way. I guess. I mean, I'm. He probably will season? have a better year, but AB is. That's how, that's how I've been basing it off of. Well, then... You see, I went into this... Ex- I mean, we said AB might not even be top five for, season, if I you're going to do it like that. He might not have a top, top five, five year. Who's... I, you're on five. Who's five? We just don't know because we don't know what's going on with AB. My number five is going to be... It, it, there's two guys... Are you again, fucking serious? Both. I don't have him... You're not putting five. Odell in I the top five. Kill. You forgot about Odell. What? So, it's Odell. I forgot Odell. I forgot about Odell. God damn it. All right, well, that just... That shakes up my list entirely. Yeah, that's... All right, yep. I, you see, I knew I was missing someone at wide receiver, and I can't believe I forgot Odell because I feel like I talk about him every other episode when, we, when we're talking football. But um, yeah, definitely put Odell in there somewhere. I guess take out Tyreek and Hilton. Uh, bump. We'll put uh, Odell at. That's a little high. I got um. All right. That list. It's not bad. I guess. Um, for me, going. my number one. I gotta say it's it's between A B and Hopkins. Um I think based on what we saw last year, I think it's gonna be Hopkins. Hopkins is just unbelievable. So I got Hopkins one, A B two. Um we'll put Odell at three, Julio at four, and then we'll put MT at five. I'm I'm comfortable with that list. Although, I will say this, though, because last year, I had A.J. Green in my top five, and he was killing it. But he got hurt, and then Dalton got hurt. It was just a mess. I just want to make a public service announcement. Can we free A.J. Green? Get get that man out of Cincinnati. He deserves a good-ass team, man. Put him on, like, the Packers or something. He does. He deserves a good quarterback. So 
free AJ Green. If I want you to take one thing from this episode, it's free AJ Green. Get AJ Green out of Cincinnati, please. Just, I don't care where he goes. Just... So, last position, you want to do a <laughs> top three for tight ends? Just stay in Cincinnati this long. Um, well, my yeah, number one, five for well, ends, one and two should be the same. Honorable mentions. I feel like we're my number one's Kelsey. Uh, my... Why is that not your number one? I could. So, oh, my number two is Ertz. Oh. Is that your number one? Kelsey's my number two. Oh, who the hell is? All right, well, my third is Kittle. Uh, no, Ertz is my number three. Kittle's number one over Kelsey. Yeah, Kittle's my okay, but first. that doesn't. Kittle had a better year than Kelsey last year. And I think I think it's gonna. I think he's just gonna. I think it's. I don't see. I mean, I love what Kittle. Best I love what I saw from Kittle last year. Best I tight end in the league. I think he's just gonna continue on his success from. I don't year. know about that. You know, maybe I'm. Just he is good. Somebody. He is very good, but empty empty stats on a on a tanking team isn't really convincing me. I they mean, won't be tank. I mean, he did that with he did that with fucking Nick Mullins and a cast of other misfits last year. I don't see why I don't see just why he wouldn't be able to at least match his production from last year with Jimmy Garoppolo coming back hopefully healthy. Hopefully that just means that he's going to we'll get see. a quarterback thrown to him. I so who's two and only help three? His production. Okay. Kelsey's my two, Ertz is my three. And it's a very it's a very close top three, I should say. Yeah. It's it, the thing with the tight end in the NFL is that it's super top heavy this season. Ebron, because outside of outside wow. of those three, and then my two honorable mentions were Ebron he, and Joku. He did, yeah. I feel like there's. If you told Ebron, me yeah, three years ago, Ebron would have last year. been one of the better tight ends in the league, I would have bursted out laughing. Yeah. Exactly. I would have been surprised that Ebron was even still. Truly was. Yeah. Um, I can see it. I mean, it's the same players. I mean, I remember when we did this. You guys, you we did this with striking. You guys both had Olsen, but I I knew better and put Ertz in. Not anymore. He's kind of useless now. I mean, you know, I'm a big Olsen fan, mostly for fantasy, but. So, um, we wanted to, uh, talk about the GOAT Um, well, yeah, Olsen's we gotta, not the GOAT tight end. But. Oh, we're, we're gonna go to the GOAT? So, I guess it's a good segue. Um, well, I'll, I'll just say all mine yeah. first. Well, we were talking about our top And then you can do yours. Uh, so GOAT QB is, it's Brady for now, but I feel like someone's gonna catch him. Because I feel like the only thing protecting him is his rings, and I don't think anyone's going to touch his rings, per se, but in terms of talent, he ain't the best QB ever, and in terms of numbers, he ain't the best QB ever either. So someone will grab him. Someone's... He's getting close. But Breeze ain't catching him. That's he's, not what I'm thinking. 
Breeze is in the driver's seat right now for the um, Rodgers. In terms of talent, Rodgers already better yeah. QB than him. I yeah. mean, he already got him there. I don't think there's ever been a QB as good or talented as Rodgers. I haven't seen one. Man, just maybe Mahomes. Mahomes and Rodgers are the only two to me right now, anyway, that I think could catch him. Uh, I don't think so. I don't think I. I just I think it's too late in Rogers' career to catch up to Brady, but Mahomes Mahomes is making a super solid case. I mean, right now, I know fifty touchdowns, five thousand yards is not a sustainable pace, but if he manages to make that a sustainable pace, he's not. I mean, and I feel like Mahomes it's going to be Aaron Rodgers that knocks him off. You don't stay the goat forever. You, you don't. So, so, I mean, as bad as Tom Brady wants to stay in the NFL for his ego, of it, course it's, not. it won't help him. Um, my goat running back, I gotta say, I gotta say, Barry. For me, I mean, the Lions ruined him, but he's still the greatest running back of all time. It, it's one of those guys, you know. You can make an very, awesome very definitely. It's between really him and Walter Payton. I think the most egregious one would have been personally. Uh, Walter Payton would probably be number two, but I gotta give it to Barry Sanders for the go uh, running back, wide receiver. Uh, Moss, I give it to Moss. Uh, I think Moss is the best one of all time. <sighs> I mean, most people said would you know used to say Jerry Rice. Uh, but I think Moss. You see, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna butt in for a second here with mine. Um, I also have Moss as my best wide receiver of all, or go greatest wide receiver of all time. I guess it's mostly because Randy Moss was just so explosive at his position. I mean, he was just he was doing insane stuff. I mean, he. Yeah. I mean, look. When they have a term in the NFL named after you for being just doing insane things as a wide receiver, like mossing someone, yeah, I think that I, just, he's that's a really go. Just it's really that time. I, I think it's Moss was he was. Insane. I, I think it's it was really that you just watch all the highlights, all that time in Minnesota, and he was just unbelievable. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, and then you look at his... That was like, a good Kyle year, but I, I remember more for the Viking stuff he, he did. Set record he set records that season. That was that right boss. Like, the, remember that, uh, that flip I, he did? When he, uh, the little lateral? Yes, that was, uh, so he caught the pass, and he took it, like, or he like, caught the pass like Half forty yards downfield yeah. instead of just like going. Down, um, this is stuff like that, man. That man's insane. Scored the touchdown. Tight end. Yeah, yeah. Not yeah. go tight end. You're gonna. I know who you're gonna say, and it's wrong. I'm going Tony. Just, Tony just, Gonzalez. Tony Gonzalez. Um, Gronk did come close, yeah. but I don't think he 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 got the legacy of Tony. That's all the positions. You see, I'm going to say something when it's my turn that's going to surprise you a little bit, but continue. No, just just the positions we went over. Oh, we... 
I thought we said we were going to do defense, too. It's just LT over and over again. Yeah. Well, I wrote down my defensive t- goats, too. So that's Yeah. Nice. <laughs> oh, yeah, LT was definitely my goat safety. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> Go cornerback, LT. Um, no, nah, well, okay, so we actually have the same goats. And as much as it pains me to say it, even down to the tight end, Tony Gonzalez is the GOAT tight end. Um, Although I feel like if Gronk was healthy for more than half of his career, I feel like... CTE, a hell of a, hell of a disease. But it's that's going into what-ifs and whatnot, so... He was. I don't think people yeah. under... I don't well, think people um, respect him enough. He just... Tony Gonzalez, Tony Gonzalez was just... He, he, just, he was just it, man. He was just amazing. Um, Gronk was very good in his prime, and I do think maybe uh, if he just wasn't made of glass, he probably maybe would have a better career, but sometimes can't control that. Uh, No, you definitely cannot. And, uh, yeah. It's unfortunate because I really think that Gronk had the potential to be better than Gonzalez all time, but uh, you don't want him back. Now. Trust me. And for anyone who's saying you like, don't want to him come back, back and like just, just something, no. Just I retire, don't want him back. eighty-seven and back. move on, Doug. I saw a picture of him the other day. Just, He's down uh, to like two. Just move it on. Move it along. Exactly. I mean, look. I love Gronk. He was one of my favorite Patriots. I actually have a, I I actually have a jersey of I actually have a Gronk jersey. I don't even have a Brady jersey, and I wear that thing religiously. So I just it, it's unfortunate. That's all. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So um, since we're not doing defense, I guess uh, you want to move on to the NFL news. Yeah, so... Um, well, let's go with Dak first. four things we can talk about here. Which one do you want to talk about first? Oh, boy, yeah. Um, okay, so Dak Prescott is working is. on a contract extension right now with uh, the Dallas Cowboys. And, um, wow, I'm... I'm this... When I read this, I just... It just made me mad, because, like... So the Cowboys offered Dak thirty million dollars a year, which was enough for me to say, "Wow, okay, um, they're all in on Dak." Which I don't necessarily agree with. I mean, look, he's a fine quarterback. Mm, nothing, I disagree. He's with not. That. I don't think he's worth thirty million. I think they're overpaying him a great deal. But then Dak turns it down. Saying he wants forty million a year, I and that's okay. like that's like Mahomes' you, range. See, you Mahomes said before you wouldn't pay him anything over twelve million. I he okay. I personally wouldn't. That's go just twelve million dollars no, a year for that's Dex, too I don't low. think he's that good. I mean, he's already... I yes, hundred percent. If 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 you think he's a franchise quarterback, yeah, that's too low. Is it though? And the Cowboys have treated him as such to this point. Okay. Maybe he ain't really that great, but they have treated him like the franchise guy. So yes, twelve million is way too low. Um, 
我。I I per I mean I get that Dallas is probably going to try to make them their, their franchise quarterback. He's why they're going to pay much? But he's not of, like you know. He's okay. He ain't really amazing. But, I mean, I get it. You're a franchise quarterback. You're young. You want the most money you can get. That's what he's doing. He's smart for doing this, honestly. Yeah, because and when you turn down 30 in hopes of 40, you maybe not get 40, but you get more. He's getting 40? Yeah. The offer already went up to. They're you talking know, maybe thirty-four, right. maybe so it already went up four million dollars. Oh, good lord! Um, I think right, in that case, if yeah, it were me personally, I wouldn't give him any. I wouldn't give him over thirty million. If I were, if it were me, I think thirty million is where I'd max out. Um, and I just, I would see. This is the thing. Because they're talking to Dak, but they're not... I don't know what they're doing with Zeke. And Zeke is what makes Dak. With, which is really weird, because 99.9% of the time, the QB is more important. But in this case, Zeke is way more important than Dak is. So you got to pay Zeke first before we start talking to Dak about any kind of any kind of contract. Uh, but personally, yeah, I wouldn't give him over 30. But he probably will get over 30, but I wouldn't give him. No, not for Dallas. Will, for I Dak would be cool, though. It's not going to be a good So, uh, So what's next? Oh, for Dak, yeah, he's going to make out like a bandit, but... Uh, well, we've got three more, and... Two. You know what, Bryce? I'm gonna let you pick. I got the three of them. Oh, okay, it's Andrew Luck. Alright. So his All injury right. uh, is a little worse than earlier. thought. Yeah, so, um... Yeah, I don't know why... <laughs> I don't know how they even do it. Another Andrew Luck injury diagnosis. It's it's amazing. I mean, you would think that an NFL franchise See, would be able to hire a medical team that knows how to properly diagnose an injury, because instead of a, a calf strain, well, he should have been doing that strain, anyway. I believe, and he's already being set. He's already sitting out the rest of the preseason because of it. See the thing. All right, so everyone was getting on the Warriors' ass for poor player point. management or poor health player management, and they should have been, and they should have been. Yeah, but here's the thing: the Warriors were in a championship situation. They should be, they should this be is the beginning the of the new year for the Colts, and they're still—I mean, they're not playing him, they're not forcing him to play or anything, but they're still mismanaging him. And I don't—they've been doing it his whole career. It's honestly maddening to me. Like it actually makes me upset. Um. Yeah. It's ridiculous because Andrew Luck has been the guy for the Colts when he's been able to be on the field, and he can only be the guy when he's on the field. So it's yeah. amazing yeah. that they're just handling him so poorly. I mean, he could—he's yeah. been doing uh, you everything. Can't really feel anything else. He's just 
And I feel bad for the Poor coach. management from the franchise. I mean... Look, if he's a he's a free agent in twenty twenty two, if he doesn't get any, if the team is he even going to be? Start I don't know. Properly by the end of his contract, I don't even know. Elsewhere by twenty twenty two, I don't. See, hopefully, I don't he's healthy. Hopefully, I mean, <sighs> that's a scary if thought, but if you're they right. Mismanaging managing him like this, he might not even make it to the end of his contract. All right, so what's next? It is. Okay. What's next? Uh, you know what? We'll we'll go to Antonio Brown next. We'll leave the last segment because uh, that'll be a little more fun. For me, that is. You're not gonna probably. Well, you might enjoy it, but it's not. Not a good situation. Uh, so Antonio Brown, we mentioned this earlier too. Um, um, with the helmet thing, what is going on with Antonio? Brown? I mean, everyone loves to hate Antonio Brown, <laughs> um, and I mean sometimes he does everything. act like a clown. I personally, no, not really. I mean, yeah, I mean people do, but I really I don't hate Antonio Brown. I don't got a problem with him. I I like I think he's a great player. Not really a bad guy. He just he was frustrated with Pittsburgh, and I'm gonna give him a pass for that because he not the first yeah he not he not the first player to get upset with Big Ben in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh was pretty so frustrated. So I'm gonna give him I'm gonna give him I'm gonna let him slide. I hope he can get it together. I mean the Raiders aren't exactly the best place for that, but I'm hoping he can get it together. Yeah, so um, this whole helmet situation and then what? the like, feet situation with like frostbite on his feet. What, what do I uh, know, do know about that? Price? Wait, what do you mean? What? Um, what? well, when I yeah, like, I so haven't heard back from my Raiders source yet, but when or... I do, I'll uh, I'll hit you up. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I just. I don't know what's been like what they've talked about yet. Like, I know there is some issue with his feet or something, so he went into one of those cryogen chambers things, with like the what I don't remember what they what it's called, but uh, then supposedly he got frostbite on his feet, and then it's screwing up his footwork. So he's sitting out of he's been sitting out of more of the preseason, and then there's this whole helmet debacle that like um. I don't know. He threatened to Man likes his helmet. It. What do you think about all that? <laughs> I don't. That, that was a little far, and I didn't even buy it. It's like there's no way he's going to retire uh, yeah. over that. He's he just definitely does. <laughs> he's just you know overreacting. Uh, but the feet thing, the feet thing. I don't know. I have no idea about that. I mean, I know I, I know it was yeah, happening. I, I just like yeah. I didn't really know how to answer that because I don't know the details. I just know his oh, feet were messed up. Yeah, no, I mean, some people were saying this whole helmet thing was just a front for uh, there being a bigger issue with his feet. And, like, I guess he didn't... I, I guess he didn't... I think to, we're... Uh, he didn't want to admit that he I had think, frostbite on his feet in the middle of the I summer. I think we're so spending too much time on this. he decided to threaten to retire over 
his helmet. I guess that's less embarrassing or whatnot. Well, the foot fetish people are satisfied. So I'm talking about Antonio Brown's feet. No, it's it is not. Well, this isn't a foot fetish podcast. I don't know how, but in the wrong podcast if you're looking for foot fetish. So, John Mara, the owner right. of the New York Football Giants. Yeah, dude, you literally suggested this. You wanted to talk about this. Uh, so, he said, despite Daniel Jones looking good in the preseason, he said that he only wants to see Eli Manning playing this season. Can All right. <clears throat> so, um, well, about that? I just... The first thing that comes into my mind is a question. Um, and if that's... So if this is really the case, John, Mr. Mara, if you're listening, you're not, but let me, let me, you know, let me do this anyway. If that was the case, and you didn't want to... If you wanted to not... You don't want to see your number six overall pick really play in the regular season this year. You just want Eli. Okay. Um. Well, why did you draft a quarterback at six? If that, if you didn't want to see, if you wanted to not see another QB play outside of Eli, why did you let the GM take one, John? That doesn't make sense. You already know. I don't think Mr. Mara is that stupid. He knows as soon as Eli has one bad game, and it's going to happen, probably very early. The media is going to be screaming for Daniel Jones. We were screaming for Kyle Loletta, and that's that was a, like a th- third or fourth round pick. Like there were points last year that we were like, start Kyle Loletta. It doesn't matter. Longer. It doesn't really matter because Daniel Jones is the number six overall pick. So if we were screaming for a fourth rounder after a few weeks, how do you think we are going to react when you are sitting the number six pick in the NFL draft on the bench for Eli Manning? How do you think that's going to go? Not good. I'm going to tell you that right now because every Giants fan that knows what's up, even if they didn't agree with the Daniel Jones pick, I didn't agree with the Daniel Jones pick, but God damn it, you better use him at the least. Like if you're gonna draft him, I wanted if I wanted Josh Allen, honestly. Allen or Haskins at six, I would have been over the moon. Even after trading Odell, I would have been over the moon. And we drafted Daniel Jones. Okay. Not the pick I would have went with, but what are you going to do? Not play your number six overall pick? Even if he, if he doesn't pan out, fine. Whatever. At least you played him, man. You got to play. You can't just draft a guy number six in the draft. He's clearly, like, he's clearly to the higher-ups of the Giants organization. He's the next guy. He's next up for that franchise spot. And you don't want to you don't even want to see him play. It doesn't none of it makes sense. 
develop. There's no developing. I mean, maybe they want him to develop for a season they're, behind Eli. They're all like, oh, we want to follow the realistic. The Chiefs model, the Patrick Mahomes model. Number one, okay. Alex Smith was way better than Eli Manning as a QB at the time. Number two, you're gonna tell me Daniel Jones got the talent of Patrick Mahomes? Really? Because I wouldn't say that. Did he look cool? He looked all right in the preseason game. I liked that touchdown throw. It was nice. He looked good. And that's the thing. See, that's the thing. He threw five passes in a preseason game. We already want to start him at QB. And you think this is going to – do you think this is just going to be swept under the rug after the preseason? What if he has a really good preseason? Then what? What if what if he has a great preseason? We roll Eli Manning out week one. He stinks it up. What do you think is going to happen? We're going to forget Daniel Jones is there. Is that what you think is going to happen, Mara? No. Well, we we didn't forget. See, this is a thing. You pained us so much by drafting Daniel Jones. We're not going to forget his presence. No, 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 no. We're we're going to be screaming for him. the The back page of the NY Post is going to say, "Where's Jones?" After week one, after we Eli throws two picks and 90 yards, trust me, you thought you were going to get a couple more years out of Eli. You might not get a couple more weeks out of Eli. And I hope you're ready for that. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, this is going to be interesting. And by interesting, I mean... It's it's going to be a total mess. Because there's really, I mean... That's not necessarily true. The only way this pans out is if Daniel Jones was worth the hype to draft him at number six. It pans out by his play on the field. If he plays good, it's going to so work. How, it's what, fine. How else does this... N- yeah, that, that's um, my point. If he, plays up, if he plays up to, like, how everyone felt about him... Because I mean, if if he was, if he was worth the number, all right. So if he proves his worth as number six overall, yeah, there, I guess. I don't. And he gets his just not wanting to see him play. Guys. Why did you take him? Why did you let Gettleman take him? Why not take Josh Allen then? You'd love to see Josh Allen play. I personally would love to see Josh Allen play. You're trust me. One bad I, Eli Manning performance. Ninety-five percent of the fan base is going to be on your ass. I promise you, and that's how it works. That's NY media, New York media. It's like a coin flip. It's fifty-fifty. Except you know they flip like that. You know we we were all over the Giants franchise's ass. We we we, we clowned them for taking Daniel Jones, but now. If Eli Manning sucks, we're going to want to see Daniel Jones. Even if we didn't like the pick, we're still going to want to see him. You drafted him. You forced on us. <laughs> May as well use him. I guess, yeah, that's... I would rather him I mean, play and stick it having him play and than him sit on the sideline the whole side season. The season. Because at least then we can say, at least then we can say we tried. 
you know, maybe poor effort, maybe poor decision, but we did roll him out and try. If he if he just sits on the bench and what the fuck, what is there to say? You know what I mean? All right. This is gonna be it. It's gonna be a disaster. College football almost here, baby. Uh, they're gonna be okay. I think it'll be solid. Uh, Better than years past for sure. They might football might even be our best program now. That's right, moment. Real shit. All right. Well, if uh, that's all we got for football, um, that was originally gonna be the end of the episode. But earlier today. Uh, well, well we, we don't keep this short because there's yeah, the only thing to say is I'm just I feel so bad for him. Um, despite your opinion on Boogie, um, I gave him a lot of shit for joining the Warriors, but I this is awful. Um, yeah. I think this is like his third straight. This is his season. second time tearing his ACL. I don't know if it's the same one, but almost ended his season. Yeah, it's just it's awful. I I, I feel awful for him. Um, I hope he comes back. I mean, he's it's insanely difficult. Look, give give them all shit about ring chasing. Yeah, you're not on the war. I know the late, nobody likes the Lakers, whatever. But yeah, he's not on the Warriors anymore. He's not on he like that. a super team. Like he, well, I guess the Lakers are kind of a super team, but I just you gotta feel bad for him, despite your opinion on him. He just he was a great player, man. He was unbelievable. He was one of the best centers in the NBA. Uh, and I hope maybe one day he can get back to it, but we'll see. I'm, I, I agree with you. I really hope that he can get back. I don't. To the form. Yeah, I'm, it's going to be very hard. Three straight years of screwing up something. Is that all uh, we wanted to say? It's very tough to come back from that kind of stuff. Yeah. I guess so. I mean, we can wrap this up. All right. So that'll do it for episode 53 of I'm Walking Here. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at IWH Podcast. You can follow myself on Twitter at Ian M. Cusick, spelled C-U-S-I-C-K. You can follow Bryce on Twitter at It's B-R-I-Z-Z. It's well. And that will do it. Thank you for listening. No, no, I don't want to talk about fancy football again. Uh, so, well, I kind of just wanted to end it instead of ending it on the boogie shit. Was, we'll just thank you for a year of listening. Yes, yes. Uh, so, uh, right now is, is August 15th, 2019. Uh, this Saturday, obviously, we had the one-year episode go up yesterday. If you're here listening to this the day it goes out. But um, not published one it. One year ago, the we probably years, recorded it a year we ago today. Recorded our first episode of I'm Walking Here. Oh, we published. No, it. I don't think. Recorded. No, I don't think we did that. We might. Have I don't remember. I think it was a couple days. Day. Or like, 
how we it's already been a year man i mean that's uh that's really i uh, just we said it kind of in the episode but just thank y'all really absolutely yeah like it's it's kind of surreal just thinking like this idea that we just had one night and it just turned into something more and you know we've i've met some great people through this like i probably would have never met raza who's currently one of my best friends Dave, on right now David. Uh, some great people like strike i love him Frito, yeah he's Frito. awesome plenty of other guys dave binkowski one of the funniest guys I've ever met in my life it's absolutely insane um it was cool to invite some of my friends onto the show too to talk sports with them this really gave me like this was something i never would have seen myself doing a few years ago because i used to struggle with like really bad anxiety and whatnot but now that like i'm here i'm feeling more confident about everything i i'm just really happy that where this is going and where how far we've come so far obviously i want to just keep getting better at this um keep improving our product but um it's nice to just yeah i mean for me back at, like, the i was episode. i mean i'm known see how far we've come 53 my town has you know like the sports guy i was really i was born to do this day one this is what i was supposed to do i knew it um I didn't necessarily have the means, really. I didn't really know how to do it or how to start. Um, luckily, Ian did at the time, um, and we kind of just ran with it from there. Obviously, I know how to do it now, and I do my own show. And I mean, IWH really has inspired like my career, like anything I do in this line of work from now on was really inspired by IWH and this, um, like the confidence I have and the way I do things is all comes from just trial and error with IWH. And thank you guys for sitting through the, tr the error and trial and sticking with us for a year. Um, I know personally I've, um, I've definitely grown as a person not strictly because of IWH, but just, you know, IWH has become a part of, you know, what I'm known for and what I do. And same for Ian. It really started both of our careers. Um, and I think we'll always, no matter what happens with it, I think we'll always remember that. And it'll always hold a special place for us because I, it gave us our start. You know, I just, <laughs> I, I don't want to like, you know, get too sappy with all this, but I really just remember like when we were coming up with everything for this, like, so we came up with, I'm walking yeah. because of that scene in the movie Midnight Cowboy where uh, you get the uh, New York guy saying, Hey, I'm walking here. And I don't know if we ever had another that, name. I don't remember like any of the other ideas we had, this. but this one just kind of stuck and it's like, <sighs> We might have just ran with this one, but um, on the intro, yeah. and then I remember our first episode. Yeah, you know the funny. Tries, yeah, you're gonna tell the story. Trying to do the intro properly, just on the intro to the first episode, and then yeah, so it took seven tries to get the intro right, 
And then on the seventh yeah, one try, take. we finally yeah. got the groove going and everything, and everything just started going right. The rest of the episode was flawless at that point. It was one take for the entire episode after we got the intro down. And I think at the end of that, Bryce said to me... Yeah, I felt... I, felt... I don't remember what exactly he said to me, but he said something along the lines of, this is going to be good. Because um, we were so confident with how we were going. Yeah, I remember. That was an I don't remember if I said after that first anything in particular, but I knew I was like after that first take, it was like, yeah, all right, this can this this is gonna last. And you know, a year later, um, here we are. Well, technically, when you're hearing this, will be a year and a day. You'll be hearing it the day after. A year, three hundred sixty-six. Um, It'll be pretty much just yeah. I just ever since episode one, we've um, we've been we've made it a part of the routine. I just a weekly routine, and I've seen a lot of um people that just the main thing they struggle with when they want to do something like this is consistency, and they want to you know they want to do it, you know, but. It's it is hard to be consistent, and I do take pride in there being an episode out every single week for a year. Like we didn't, there's always been a week where there was an episode, um, and I really, I really am proud of that. I take a lot of pride in that. And... Yeah. I remember that's that's on app, yeah. So there's a statistic uh, months ago that like podcasts only make it. PPS is going to be a seven next week. Uh, well, we're at fifty three right now, so PPS is going to be. Yeah, I I remember we were kind of just was it after an episode Um, one night we were kind of just I we were just no no he wasn't. It was just us, um, uh, and we were looking. Been. I think I was. was I I kind of just like wondered, like I wonder how long shows last on average. And I looked, and the statistic they gave us is seven episodes was um was the average, and then they just stopped making episodes. And we were at like we were in, our, yeah, we were in our thirties at that point. So like, oh, we were in the thirties at that point. The seven man. It just kind of blew me away at that point. It's not even it two months. That, like, yeah, most podcasts won't make it that long. No. But seven episodes. I mean, not even two months if you're doing a weekly thing like us. But um, it's kind of crazy to think that this is just you know, a year ago we were just two morons talking in a Discord voice chat about literally anything, and then no, we didn't get much smarter. To start a podcast. We got better at this. A year later. Still morons, but um, we definitely got better at this. Um, yeah, you know, and this, yeah, yeah this is supposed to end a while ago, but I wanted to ramble about sports for yeah, give or take an hour or so. I think we we, we, we can, we can really wrap it up. But thank you all like so much. Ten minutes now, but all right, well. Yeah, so thank you guys so much for listening. This has been nothing short of an amazing experience.